Hello, and welcome to Choose to Rise, a podcast where I share practical tips and inspirational content to help you rise up out of your current situation to live your best life. My name is Kim Meyer, and I use my six years of experience as a self-care and lifestyle coach to dig deep into improving our mindsets, self-care, and confidence to live with our best lives. Thanks for joining me today. Imposter syndrome. Ugh, that feeling that that feeling or mindset of successful individual where he or she experiences doubt, worthlessness, and anxiety surrounding any area of expertise that they feel like they might have. Often these individuals maintain a fear of being exposed or as a fraud, even if there's no logical reason to feel this way. Raise your hand if you've ever felt that way. I know I have. And so I always try to bring things to the podcast that I have worked through or that I am working through because if it's I've experienced in life, more than likely you have too. And so today on this podcast, I want to share two pieces with you. One, um, a piece and talk about what is imposter syndrome so we can recognize it in our own lives. And then two, talk about some basic things that we can do to overcome imposter syndrome in our life once we recognized it, right? So Again, imposter syndrome, um, a lot of people in the United States and across the world struggle to feel the content in their jobs, in their lives, in their relationships. And surprisingly, one of the biggest reasons they feel this way is imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is no new illness, right? It's no new thing. It is a, um, it is something though, that inhibits lots of careers, lots of jobs, lots of classroom work, lots of social gatherings, um, relationships how people show up in the world. It's basically um, how people feel when they feel like they're failing, when they feel like they're disappointing someone and um, they just make themselves feel unworthy uh, in their current situation. And so uh, if you want to know more, just keep listening, right? Keep, keep connecting with me here. Uh, and again, imposter syndrome is, is something that is defined as feeling a feeling or a mindset of someone who is successful, whether they realize it or not, uh, that where they experience doubt, worthlessness, and anxiety surrounding some sort of expertise or something, some role that they have in life. And, you know, individuals really feel like I said, exposed or fraudulent, like they're going to be found out, or they're really just not as good as people think they are. And unfortunately, this uh, hinders a lot of people in new careers, new fields of work, um, obtaining new promotions, um, creating new relationships. Uh, Sometimes, you know, imposter syndrome is considered a reason why some people get divorced or why people self-sabotage their goals. Uh, And it's not necessarily considered an illness necessarily, but it is definitely something that plagues a lot of people. And I would consider it a piece of some mental illness, um, but that can definitely be treated because we can work through all of our struggles a lot with mindset and a lot of um, just constantly working on ourselves. I myself have definitely dealt with imposter syndrome where I put myself in a situation where I start to feel less than because I start to compare myself. I start to, to move myself into situations where I start to doubt myself. And I put a lot of underlying pressure on myself, um, and a lot of stress and anxiety when it's not really necessary. So, um, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, you've made it this far. 
you've probably struggled with imposter syndrome yourself. And if you're unsure, uh, maybe answering these next few questions that I'm going to ask will help you realize or understand if you have, or if you, maybe someone in your life is struggling with this, and then you can find some ways to help them yourself or someone else as well. So if you are ever answered these questions with a yes, um, you're probably dealt with something like this. So if you're, have you felt unworthy in your current job um, and achievement or status, if you ever feel as if you're not enough in a certain situation and a relationship and a, and an experience, um, if you're worried that you will get demoted or withdrawn from your promotion or achievement, um, if you're not gonna be able to keep that standard where it's at, uh, if you feel like you're not talented enough to take on that new thing, or if your, your work is not perfect, then you're considered a failure. You know, if you can't understand a concept quickly and accurately, then you may not feel like you're smart enough to be doing the work that you're doing. You know, you think that you maybe you should be able to do everything on your own without help, right? Like that that's weakness. Or if you feel like you've, you should be able to juggle all of the projects without any issue because you've seen someone else that's done it, or you just judge yourself on how easily you, uh, it take or how hard it takes you how hard it is for you to grasp onto new concepts. If you've said yes to any of those statements, you may be struggling with imposter syndrome. I know that I said yes to a few in my own head, you know, and the good news is that you're not alone, right? The 70% of the population experiences some imposter syndrome at some point in their life. And if you don't have to worry about being abnormal here, right? Because many people, including myself have experienced this type of mentality at one point or another. And I can tell you that while it's muddy and it's hard sometimes to get through, it is tricky sometimes to um, identify a little bit, but once we do, um, we can, we can move through this, right? If you choose to give imposter syndrome a broad overview, we can maybe argue that it's a trait that is kind of innate to humankind, right? The, the reason being is that this mentality is closely tied to comparison. And when we compare, we kill ourselves off. And in order to survive in a highly social environment, we often compare ourselves to how we are doing. And um, comparison can be both beneficial and detrimental, right? Depending on many factors. However, usually jealousy, disgust, self-deprivation often enter the picture and we find ourselves struggling to separate reality from our new perspective. So if you want to learn more about, you know, those kinds of things, I highly recommend that you kind of dig into some of this stuff or just maybe continue here. But, um, one person, um, Dr. Susan David has a book, um, emotionally, ag emotional agility, which is really good. And, um, it really, her work really identifies more dives deeper into this. So that's something that you want to do, go for it. Right. Um, but kind of just moving forward here this kind of broad overview, imposter syndrome often affects us in five ways. And I want to go through those five ways because, um, you know, you might identify in one or the other, or maybe multiple areas. Um, and we can kind of just kind of go through them and you maybe see where you fit here. Right. And then we can work on strategies or, um, solutions to some of our, uh, imposter syndrome and help you move through things faster, rise up out of your current situation to live your best life. So the first one is perfectionism, right? The perfectionist we've all heard of this. Perfectionism is one of the key culprits behind imposter syndrome. People who aim to be perfect often fall flat of their ideal, right? Because there's no such thing as perfect. 
And this is not due to any unsustainability on their part. It's rather like life is just simply messy. Perfection is hard and near impossible to achieve depending on the situation. And those who often strive for it end up disappointed, right? Like they often are thinking things like I should deliver a perfect performance 100% of the time. And if the work is not perfect, then I am unworthy. And that is so, so far from the truth because number one, there's only one perfect person in this world. And that was Jesus. And he, he is gone. Right. And the second thing is that we are already worthy, right? We don't have to prove anything, but our society and our, this imposter syndrome from, you know, from down below is what really causes us to think that. So getting into that perfection of the mindset is definitely a, definitely a form of imposter syndrome. The second kind is the expert, right? Expertise. Aside from perfectionism, expertise is a large contributor to imposter syndrome. We often put ourselves up on a pedestal, right? When we are given an award or achievement, and this is done because we did something unique and monumental. You know, we're smarter, we're greater, we're better because of what people have seen us do. And um, we received an award for it for a number of reasons, whatever. But unfortunately, the dark side of that sometimes can be that issues start to arise and we start to question ourselves or our worthiness. And we recognize that maybe we're not as big of experts as we thought, or um, that, you know, we don't necessarily have everything figured out and we expect people to think that we have it all together and we hold ourselves to super high regards. You know, over time, we find ourselves being afraid to be about being discovered and that, um, that we're not who we said we are, or that we don't really know as much as we think we do. And um, our expert claim starts to kind of, um, hold us as a hostage in a sense. And so thoughts of people that are struggling with expertise are, you know, if I truly deserve this award, I'd be an expert. If I truly was an expert, I would already know the things that I'm supposed to know about my topic or my niche. And, you know, if I'm afraid of what people will be disappointed in me, once they find out that I'm not as smart or as a talent as I thought they were. And that comparison game is really, really holding on to you and that you're, you're, um, finding your worth and your value in what other people think. You know, the third one is independence, the soloist, right? Uh, unfortunately, we live in a society where we're built on a community um, of being of being promoted and ideal and individual success, right? We kind of live in an Enneagram three world or society here, especially in the United States. And achievement is a big thing, is a good thing. And, you know, individual success is not necessarily a bad thing in itself. However, over time, the idea of community has fallen flat as we often feel pressured to succeed on our own, right? Like, Instead of working um, in the greater good of the community where we feel pressured to like be the best, kind of that survival of the fittest. And, and we have that in kind of ingrained into our minds since elementary school that we just need to, to be better, do better be the best. And the simple truth is that we're not creatures to are meant to be, do everything on our own. We're not meant to do, um, to be alone and to survive by ourselves. In fact, um, we should really should be diving deeper into community and using each other's strengths, um, and love and, and positivity to encourage one another, to be, to better individuals. Um, it's the, for the greater good, not just for being individual. So people who believe they must do everything on their own often become burnt out, overworked, cynical about life. And they might often to be thinking things like I have to do everything on my own, or it just isn't going to work. And if I have no one else to trust, but myself, and if I were truly competent, I wouldn't need anyone else's help. I can hold my own. I can do it myself. Do you know anyone like that? Any little kids like that? I, I think I was definitely like that, um, growing up and 
has definitely been the burner of me um, as I've tried to move forward in successful things uh, here in adulthood. Uh, and the, the next one is competence, right? The superhuman. Uh, competence is a very similar to kind of independence above, you know, like where we just talked about like the key difference between the two relates to speed and accuracy. Okay. The soloist may think I need to do everything on my own. And the superhuman takes it a step further and says, I need to do everything on my own and I need to do it quickly and accurately. All right. This is kind of where Enneagram threes like myself fall into play here, right? The problem with this mindset is that the person striving for competence becomes overwhelmed and burnt out when there's not help there to help them. And when they feel like they have to do everything by themselves, that's a huge weight to carry. But beyond that, people like this experience extreme disappointment for failing, even if the expectations weren't humanly possible. And, you know, if you were, you those thoughts that creep in are like, if you were truly competent, you'd be able to do everything and quickly and accurately without fail. And people would think you're great and you'd be amazing. And, um, you'd get lots of praise for it. And it's this very dangerous trap to go down because we're not here to be, uh, on our own and to live life alone and to only be put up on a pedestal. Like we're, we're here to serve and to, to serve other people and to work together in things. And the last one, uh, the last like area category here is the speed and accuracy, the natural genius, right? You know, going along with overcompensating competence, other people with imposter syndrome sometimes experience trouble with speed and accuracy. They judge themselves based on how quickly and accurately they're able to retain information. They're able to perform tasks. Um, they're able to complete things and, and seek, you know, information. And you see this trait a lot in super high achievers, like in school, like, you know, the kids with the straight A's are often expected to understand challenging concepts quickly without flaw. And like that pressure early on kind of teaches them that that's the expectation going forward. And unfortunately, this mindset places a lot of value on just getting it. And not every situation is easily understood. And, and people moving into a different kind of career or niche may also be struggling with you know, this thought process too, of like, they're just supposed to figure it out right away. Like if they were good enough to be in this position, they'd already know, or they pick up on it quickly. And, you know, thinking through some of these thoughts, they might be judging themselves and how easily they understand a concept. You know, like I said, if they were truly smart, they would understand this concept already. If they were truly meant to be here, they would know those things. Um, and that's, this really kind of just takes people down a negative hole and the best way to overcome the feeling of imposter syndrome, whichever type that you might feel you relate to the most, the best way to overcome imposter syndrome is to talk about it is to release the feelings of it. Whether you're talking to a therapist, you're talking to a friend, friend, you're talking to your boss, you're talking to a coworker, you're talking to a coach like me. Um, it can be challenging and terrifying to, you know, voice that, um, you know, especially if you are, a, you know, a, someone who holds yourself at a high regard, like this can be really hard thing, but as soon as you can let it out, it loses its power over you. So I have several trusted friends that I feel like I can go to in certain things. Um, my husband, family members, people like that. I have my own coach that I talk to about things that are really struggling in my heart and I just, things I need to work through with, within my own head. Um, you know, additionally, you can, if you don't have access to a coach, you can definitely reach out and we can talk about, you know, some different things that I can help support you with. Um, but additionally, you can journal your thoughts for about 20 minutes, anything to get it out of your head, anything to put it on paper, um, to be seen as, you know, as you journal things out, this is something I've done for a long time. So if I feel like there's lies in my head, or if I feel like there's things going on within me that, uh, you know, are 
diving into this imposter syndrome thing, I write it out or I talk it out. And when I can say the words or I can write the words down, they lose one, lose their power over me as holding me hostage. But two, when I go back and listen and read them again, um, they don't, they don't sound like they're feasible. Right. And so you can tackle your greatest fears by journaling them out. And, you know, journaling has a lot of benefits. Uh, and so it's so simple to start, uh, just, so just give it a try and see if it, if it's for you, you know, I try to journal those thoughts as soon as I have them and then come back and read them later. And like, then you can really kind of analyze them from a different perspective when they're not consuming you. Uh, is this true? Is this accurate? Um, is this something that I really need to be fearful of? Uh, and usually the answer is no. And so you can just move on from it. You know, you might also consider repeating some affirmations to yourself in the mirror. Uh, and I know this sounds silly, but like repetition is key. And the more positive things you say to yourself, the more positive things you surround yourself with, the more positive people that you engage with, the more likely you are to believe them, right? And so what you focus on, you create more of. And so if you're focusing on the fact that you're telling yourself you're worthy, that you're enough, that you don't have to be an expert and that's okay, that you're talented in your field and you can offer wisdom to others, um, that it's okay not to be perfect. Perfectionism is never the goal, right? It, just completion and doing your best. It's okay to ask for help. It, you can say that I am capable. I believe in myself. I enjoy working with others to achieve a common goal. I am not afraid to ask for help. I'm not afraid to say no. If I'm overwhelmed, I'm not afraid to hear the word no, because that just means that person is not yet ready to join me on this journey. You are completely capable of all the things that you want to in life. You're already enough. You know, Christ paid the price. Um, you don't have anything to prove. And there are several affirmations and other activities that I would you know, recommend that you can you know, get connected with and, and just talking it all out. But if you, you know, want more tips on how to combat this imposter syndrome, I encourage you to do some more research. Um, you can find other podcasts, uh, other authors that, that talk about these kinds of things. You can go back to that book that I mentioned, you know, or we can just get connected and we can talk it out and I can become your coach through this. I have life coaching services that um, are available and, uh, you know, on a monthly basis, the first call is free. So we can make sure that we drive and connect and you feel like I might be someone that might help you with this. We can then talk about going further, but, um, I am just really excited that you're here and that, you know, if you've identified one of these areas of imposter syndrome, um, that maybe hopefully you found some resources and some tools that can help you and, um, you know, be connected and come back, uh, choose to rise is here for you to serve you, to support you, to help you rise up of your current situation to live your best life. And I'm so grateful that you're here. And I'm so grateful that you tuned in to listen today. And I would be so um, honored if you would share this with someone else and tell other people about it. So more people can um, learn and grow and, and rise up to live their best life. Thanks for joining me today. And I will see you back here again next time. I hope you enjoyed the show today and share it with your friends and your social media. Sharing is caring and it helps expand the impact of our show. Tag me at Choose to Rise Up on any social media platform so I can see what episodes are your favorite. You can also leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining me today and I look forward to our time together again next time.